Welcome back to Off the Cuff with Zoe, aka me, your host. I'm sitting um, literally two feet away, like there's sexual tension with my friend Dan Larson. He is stunningly gorgeous. He's hilarious. And he's one of my absolute favorite people down here in San Diego. You're so kind. You really are, though. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Should we tell the people how we met? We should. That's a great place to start. So, Dan and I, how long have we been friends? Like, two years now? You gotta do, you gotta, you gotta do, like, um, yes, two years. Probably close to a two-year anniversary now. That's, oh, that was really crazy with that person. Um, yeah, two years. And what's funny is we actually met on a blind friend date. blind date. I know. Yes. Okay, are we going to dive in and tell them how? Please. So, my best friend from home went to school, went to Creighton with a friend you have from study abroad. Yes. Okay, yes. I just wanted to know how that's how you met her, right? Yeah. So, one of my favorite people from study abroad, who is so close to me, still is, um, and your bestie, Mm -hmm. said... You know, we both know two people in San Diego. It's time that we introduce you guys. I had just moved here, and I was, like, looking to meet people, looking to make friends. And my friend was like, oh, my God, my friend has these two girls who she's friends with from study abroad and just moved to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. And she sent me her Instagrams, and I was, like, obsessed. Okay, your Instagram? Okay, can I, t- can I spill some tea? <laughs> yes, spill it. Okay, at that point, like, I didn't know if you were gay or not. So oh, I was my like, gosh. I was like, is he just, like, because your Instagram profile photo is super hot mm. and you're shirtless in oh, it? Oh, thank you. So I was like, is he, who is this guy? <laughs> I was like, is this going to be, like, some party rocker or is this guy? Stop with the party rocker. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Anyways, you're That's just, so funny. You are so fabulous, and we got along really well. Yeah, so we met, we got dinner, got drinks, had such a fun time, mm-hmm. just vibed. Like, it was like a quick meal mm-hmm. we had. We didn't we even tacos. spend that much time together. Yeah. And tacos and Marg's. Of course. Classic. And vibed, and kept in touch, and kept hanging out. When was the second time we hung out? Like, I... Like, the first one was, like, okay, like, that was set up. But the second one was by choice. For sure. I don't know. I feel like I definitely invited you guys to my Halloween party and you didn't come. Rude. But I would imagine there was a time prior to that. Probably. Because, like, we... When did you move here? What month? I moved here in January of 2022. Wait, what? No, 21. 21. Do okay, I know? I was like, 21, that was 21. really just yesterday. Oh my God. January that's so 21. Cute. And then so we probably met in like March, April 21. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Summer 21 rolls around. Yeah. We're hanging out. We're at the beach. Well, what, what are you going to say? No, I'm just trying to think. When was the next time I saw you guys? I don't even know. But then, fast forward, we we start, our friendship is blossoming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then, Zoe's friend from study abroad gets married in Fort Worth. And my friend, who she went to school with, invited me as her plus one. So we all got to, that was pretty, like, full circle. 
Oh my god, that was so fun. That wedding was really, 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 really fun. Mm-hmm. I'd never been to Texas. I didn't know what to expect. What'd you think? Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that like we stayed in Bishop Arts, which was really cute. So I liked Bishop Arts. Uh, but Texas itself, like everything is bigger in Texas. I will mm-hmm. say that the thrifting as someone who loves American Western, I was like, yes, Ugh, I didn't go thrifting. That sounds so fun. We went thrifting one day. I love that. I didn't get anything. You looked so fab at that wedding. You looked fab. No girl, you looked fab. Thank you. Was I serving body? You were serving body, Adi, Adi. <laughs> you were serving leopard print coat. Do you know that I was so mad that day? Why? Like, because of the incident of fucking Taylor's eye. Oh, I know. So, for those of you just tuning in and you don't know this story, basically, Taylor and Ebony, it's, I still don't really know what happened, but basically the two of them end up wrestling blacked out and Taylor split her eyebrow um, and we ended up being in the emergency room until 7 in the morning. 9 a.m. I get up and I'm getting like six girls ready for a wedding. Insane. Because I'm like the only one who knows how to do makeup. I'm texting Taylor like, oh, that's that's a lot for you to do. <laughs> I'm texting Taylor like, what are you wearing? Blah, blah, blah. And I get back a selfie of her in the ER with a gash in her eyebrow. I was like, oh my God, they, what is going on? They wrapped this thing around her head. So she looked like she was wearing a bandana and she had this leather jacket. I'm like, you literally look exactly like Brett Michaels. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But she's a trooper. She showed up, showed out. We had so much fun. That was so fun. Oh, that's so cute. Memory lane. Well, you guys, we have a really fun topic today. Tell them our topic. Today we're talking about other people's opinions. When they matter. When they don't matter. Um, and like basically how we have, you know, run from listening to other people. And like, you know, when we were younger to now. You know what I'm saying? Does that For make sure. sense? Yes, Am it I does. blacked out? Does that no, make sense? not at all. Okay, with um, that, I'm going to take another step. Cheers. Cheers. I will say... I will say that um, when you asked me to be on this podcast and you were like, what should we talk about? I was like, oh my God, what on earth are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Like, not because we couldn't think of things to talk about, but because... We have so many great things we can talk about. <laughs> and then you you told me we should talk about this and or suggested this. And I was like, sold. Yes, done. Okay, talk to me about like when you were younger. Were you, have you always like not cared about people's opinions? Have you always really cared about people's opinions? Like walk me through baby Daniel. Well, that is a heavy question. Oh, <laughs> Just because growing up gay, growing up Catholic, I definitely spent my childhood trying to blend in. Mm. So inherently valued other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. you know, and just trying to was, I felt, I feel maybe like, yeah, like definitely took into consideration other people's opinions and like cared about what other people thought. I feel like when I was really young, like, the whole gay thing aside, 
Like, for honestly, for me, we can get into this later, but I really did not come to terms with that until, like, my early 20s. I mm. felt like... Now we're on a tangent, but, like, we'll go there and then we'll reel it back. But, like, in high school, I used to be, like, everyone's, like, a little gay. Everyone's a little bi. And sure. so, to me, also, it's a different experience. Like, I'm a woman, and in some ways, like, being a little gay is, like, kind of validating because everyone thinks it's hot. So, I never felt, like, a certain type of way about it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, like, I had a girlfriend that I really had to, like, sit down and be, like, what does this mean? But luckily, at that point, everyone was really... um Everyone was old enough to make their own opinions about everything. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I was, I have like some pretty conservative friends. I have some pretty Catholic friends. Like I have friends who have like waited till marriage type beat. Mm. So I was definitely nervous to tell them. I was like, are they going to be all like minister on my ass? But everyone who's under the age of maybe 40 is super chill. So that was... That was great. But, like, I was definitely a shy kid. I definitely wanted people to like me. I remember um, when I was in elementary school, everyone said that their favorite color was blue. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Everyone was like, my favorite color is blue. And my favorite color was green. But I used to lie and say it was blue just to fit in. Why is that? So stupid. Like, I feel like, I don't know. As a kid, I also just tried to fit in so hard were you ever bullied um definitely had experiences with bullying but i don't really identify with having been bullied Mm. like i especially like being a gay kid in a catholic school like i wasn't out but being gay like you'd think i would have been bullied way more Mm -hmm. um so no not really okay was I bullied? I have definitely, like, mean girl experiences, but it wasn't, like, anything, I like... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. The whole bullying thing is so interesting, but... I mean, like, did you have someone who would, like, target you? You know what? <sighs> did you have a bully? Not necessarily a bully, but I will... St- I'll tell you this. Okay. I... I grew up incredibly, truly middle class, mm-hmm. but my parents really, really valued my education. So they saved up all their nickels and dimes and sent me to private school, which, of course, I was like with these richy hoity toity kind of kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in middle school and it was one of those schools that it was like K through 12 or no K through eight. Mm-hmm. And I came in at the sixth grade. And it was like I was new and I was trying to make friends and you're awkward and hormone, your body, like everything's weird and awkward. You're uncomfortable all the time. And this girl, I like sat down with her and I was like, can I sit and have lunch with you guys? And she's like, well, it depends. Do you ride horses? (gasps) And I was like, what? I was like, I don't ride horses. (laughs) And then she was like, well, then you can't sit with us. And I was like, okay. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I'm like, wait, was that girl trying to other you? Or does she just like really... She's super passionate. Feel like everyone in her group had to be about horses. Horse girls, they hit different. I'll tell you. (laughs) Horse girls sting. So when it comes to other people's opinions now, Mm -hmm. let's talk about taking advice. Taking advice. Are you one 
to give a lot of unsolicited advice? And if so, what's your favorite thing to give unsolicited advice about? Oh, that's interesting. I definitely give unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. It just comes spewing out of me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What's your favorite topic? Oh, God. Who am I talking to? I mean... Well, you work in finance. Work in finance. So do you love giving people financial advice? No. I mean, I do. I definitely do. But like, I just feel like I'm so early on in my career and I have so much to learn Mm -hmm. that I don't feel like I'm really wanting to be out here. And everyone thinks they know about finance. No one knows anything about finance. Yeah. and, And there's so many different schools of thought and different, you know sectors within finance and everyone has their own points of view so I'm really not trying to be out here spewing anything off about finance okay I actually really respect that because I feel like people listen to like one podcast or they'll like yeah see one tiktok and they're like no you guys you're idiots like this is really the way it should be going <laughs> exactly exactly like, you know nothing so no I don't give people financial advice um when the first thing that came to mind when you said that is I just feel like I'm always giving my brothers advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't ask for it. Yeah. I'm just like, why is that? Do this. I'm like, well, why aren't you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? And then offering suggestions. Um, I love just talking to the girls, giving the girls advice. You know? I love... I love the tea. The tea. I love getting the tea. Yeah. Are you a gossip? Yeah, for sure. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm hearing, you know, TikTok is telling me how gossip lowers your vibe and it's so bad. And like it, like gossip is not good, obviously. I feel like I gossip within bounds. Mm. Like I'm really not out here defaming anyone. I would never say something behind someone's back that I truly wouldn't say to their face. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, gossip. I mean, gossip is. Can I? Can I pause for yeah. a second? Because I grew. I went to school, and everything I learned was to look at everything through like an analytical lens. Hmm. And personally, like, there's all these lenses you can look at life through. Mm-hmm. I'm always high. I'm, like, always looking at everything through a feminist lens, number one. Period. And I'm always looking at everything through a historical lens. Love that. So I'm like, does the man actually just, like, not want me to act this way? Or is it truly bad? So there's this whole thing on, like, gossip and psychology about, like, how if you're a gossip... um. It's all about this, like, psychology in your brain that you're actually protecting people and you're creating a social standard. Like, oh, this is okay and this is not okay. And when you're gossiping, you're like, oh, so-and-so did this. And you're basically telling the person who you're talking to, like, I wouldn't do this to you. Like, I don't agree with this. Mm. So, like, that's why it's so salacious. And you're basically confiding in this other person this information that you are putting your flag in the sand of saying, like, I either agree or I don't agree with. So there's, like, all this, like, weird psychology around gossip. And I love to gossip. And yeah. every, and I own it. And everyone knows I'm kind of, I'm, like, a lightweight big mouth. And I have friends. A lightweight. <laughs> and, I, and I have friends who I'm, like, like, Ebony, for example. 
I'll be like, this dies with you. I can't hold on to this. Mm-hmm. This dies with you. Love that. You have um, your confidant. She would never. But if people are honestly like, Zoe, I'm so fucking for real. Like, this is just between you and me. I honor it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, nothing is worth, like, breaking that boundary. Yeah. Like, it's not that deep. You don't have to repeat it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I really resonate with the the psychology aspect of everything you just said. Like, I I would be curious to learn more. But I do feel like there's a sense of bonding with gossip. I do feel like it is a way of, like, connecting with someone and through discussing other people's life experiences, learning about each other. And getting their hot take. Like, what's your reaction to that? Yeah. Because sometimes people's reactions are weird. They're like, oh, I don't think there was anything wrong with that. And then you're like really red flag everything was wrong with that (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah Yeah. i would be i would be curious to learn more about the psychology of gossip Ooh, what a book title the psychology of gossip my next episode is just like a full deep dive like uh college thesis i love it okay so other people's opinions. Let's do it. Whose opinions of you matter the most? And do you care what, like, Gen Pop thinks of you? No. Don't care what Gen Pop thinks of me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Literally don't. I only care about, um, obviously, my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Like, friends and family, boyfriend, all those opinions. Like... When I have a life decision to make, like big life decisions, I think it through a thousand percent and then I run it by every single person in my life because mm-hmm. I value their opinion. And how do you decide whose who's opinion matters more in that specific instance? Or is everyone kind of on the same equal playing field? In that, in that context, I'm just gathering data okay. from my loved ones. Analytical. So it's not, yeah. So it's not like this person's, obviously, like, there are, like, my boyfriend's opinion, my mom's opinion, like, some carry more weight, but I'm really just, you know, gathering data, Mm -hmm. taking the pulse of my loved ones to see how this decision feels to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's about the only opinion that matters to me. I would say another opinion that matters to me is my coworkers. Oh. Which, just because it's, like... First of all, I spend so many hours a week with them. So it's, I would like to think that the people I'm spending so much time with mm-hmm. enjoy spending time around me and aren't like miserable. Um, but also just in a professional setting, I think opinions matter. When it when eventually those opinions could culminate in yeah, affecting your career. That's so true. I feel like when I'm, like, taking advice and deciding what, like, whose opinion I actually value, Mm -hmm. it has to do with how much I respect that thing that I'm asking about in that person's life. Love that. That is so... I don't even know the word I'm looking for. But you know what I mean? It makes so much sense. Like, if I'm, like, looking for financial advice, I'm, like, asking someone who, like, has their shit together, Mm -hmm. not in debt, yada, 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 
Or if I'm asking for like relationship advice, I'm not asking my single friends. Mm-hmm. Or if like I'm asking my single friends, you know, they're like validating you because they're like, you don't need them or blah, 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 blah. Right. And like that, it, there's a time and place for that. But I'm like, when I'm actually like trying to like work through shit, I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. like, let me talk to this other person. For sure. Um, I have a funny story. Spill. So this one time I was in San Francisco, speaking of other people's opinions. <laughs> So I was in San Francisco and we were all going out and it was me and a big group of friends. Okay. And I like had this like phase where I had like these posters I would bring out. Like this is so like weirdly early 2000s even though this was like three years ago. What a phase to have. And I'd have these like cardboard signs that I would make before going out and I would hold them up in the club. Stop. Yeah. What would be on them? Like, one of them was, like, call your grandma. Like, another one was, like, don't do baby talk in public. Like, That's hilarious. Like, so, text. So, you were, like, dude with the sign. I was the OG dude with the sign, <laughs> but it was always, like, blacked out of a club. That's so funny. So, I had the sign, and I was hanging out with my friends, and we were leaving this club, and I had my sign. And there was this group of guys, and I held up my sign to them, like, thinking I was being funny. Mm-hmm. And this guy looks at me dead ass in the face, and he goes, you're the ugliest bitch <gasps> I've ever seen. No. I know. What? I know. And I looked at him, and I went, you're the ugliest bitch I've ever seen. <laughs> and he was like, no, you don't understand. You're foul. And I was like, you're literally, like, I could throw up looking at you. And we basically had an insult contest for, like... Are you joking? No, for, like, five minutes. I was like, you're so hideously ugly. Like, I'm, like, I'm actually sorry for you. And I... Anyways, like, I ended up, like, walking away with my friends. And I thought it was the funniest thing Uh that's ever happened. But everyone was like, are you okay? Like, you were just verbally attacked. And I was like, by that literal random like i don't care yeah how could you care i mean at that point like just someone so random being so foul to you why like you can't take that to heart a man with a popped lapel unprovoked of course it was a man (laughs) it was like a guy like it was like five guys and it was like some Um, it's probably some incel honestly i was just like whatever you're ugly yeah I honestly, I I actually got a thrill out of it. No, I, that, I love that. That's so <laughs> iconic and empowering. I don't know. I always try and be so, like, the best version of myself or, like, buttoned up all the time. So that was almost, like, freeing <laughs> to be, like, kind of... He unleashed a monster. Yeah, down and dirty in the streets like Get that. <laughs> My God. Okay. I'm going to take another sip. Take it. It's like... I'm like drinking into the microphone. It's like my nightmare. Okay. Let me look at my phone. I asked you some questions earlier. Is this my phone? That's my phone. (laughs) It's back there. What did I ask you earlier? What were we going to talk about? I had all these questions, but now I'm like just looking into your eyes and I'm getting lost in them. Stop. Opinions. You're so beautiful. You're not ugly like that foul man said you were. And like, Hilarious. okay. Yeah, hold my sign. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I was like holding a sign, trying to be funny, bro. I would have, it would have actually stung more if he was like, "You're not funny," because like I was doing all of that, like trying to be like hilarious. 
That's funny. If you could give your younger self mm. some advice, mm-hmm. what would you give yourself? Let me set the stage. Okay, set the stage, please. Okay, you're 17. 17. You're on the edge of adulthood, but you're not quite there. Everything feels like it's the biggest moment of your life. Mm -hmm. You're just starting to have freedom. And everything's just like the most exciting moment ever. Mm -hmm. Everything feels intense. What's the advice you're giving that kid regarding... How, how to handle yourself in the world. Regarding how to handle yourself in the world? I don't know. I feel like I always just figured it out, but definitely had a lot of hesitancy around that age. So I would probably just say, every time I took a leap, it worked out mm-hmm. 10 times better than I thought it would have. Mm-hmm. So my advice would be, take the leap and take it now don't wait do you struggle now with taking the leap sometimes i don't really have any leaps to take right now why Why i'm just i'm so happy i i mean i definitely have things i want to accomplish but i'm not really looking like my 17 year old self was looking to get somewhere Mm -hmm. and me today i'm here Mm-hmm. So I definitely have things I want to do, things I want to work on, adventures I want to have, mm-hmm. and hobbies I want to resume and such, but not looking to take any leaps at the moment. I'm going to get really deep with you for a second, if you're willing to go there with me. Absolutely. I want to take it all the way back to the first thing that you said. Um, and how, listen, you're gay, I'm gay. We're it's out sliving. here sliving, slang life. That's right. How did you get over other people's opinions of yourself? Great question. There could be a young gay listening who really needs this. Yeah. I mean, such an interesting thing. Like when you frame it with being gay, it's like definitely coming out is a huge step. And then after you come out, after I came out, I had this whole still coming to terms and acceptance and all of that. But aside from that, truly, I feel like in my later college years, after I studied abroad, I really came home and was like, just made a decision. Like, I feel like I was doing a lot of things for other people. Mm -hmm. And I just decided to live for myself and be selfish and I was like what's wrong with being selfish like I really don't have anyone else in my life that I need to live for so I'm just gonna live for me Mm -hmm. and I think like through that journey that epiphany that I had a side effect was I really was able to let go of caring too much about what other people think and like how did you see that um How did you see that realization change you? Like, did you just feel lighter? I did feel lighter. I feel like, I wouldn't say maybe lighter, but I definitely felt more carefree, worry-free. Yeah, I guess it's synonyms for feeling lighter. But I also felt more confident, felt empowered, felt like more equipped. And you're, you're fully just, like, honestly living your best life. Like, you are so fabulous. But um, 
Do you ever feel yourself like reverting back to that? And if so, like that feeling of maybe unsure or worrying about what people think about you. And if you ever do feel like that, how do you get out of there, that place? So that whole experience is really like part of my self-love experience and just like loving yourself. Like the mo- like it took me a long time to get there. And once you get there, the liberation that comes with that is so empowering. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's times where you know, moments of doubt or hesitancy where you need to, like, remind yourself who you are and how to be and to be confident and that you're worth everything and everything. And so in those times, what I try to remember is, honestly, I feel like I just have a great personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I've been told so many times and have had so many positive like reactions to me being myself that when I walk into a room I just lead with my personality and that's I I just lean into that every time I'm feeling that doubt I love that and so and I feel like everyone can look into their themselves into their toolbox and find something that they can use to like as a tool to go about life that way and Let's say someone is in a negative feedback loop. Like, let's just Mm. say, like, someone's just, like, having a hard time stepping into that, like, authentic best version of themselves. Like, what would you say, speaking of unsolicited advice, is, like, step one. Like, what would you do? This is kind of a loaded question because I know it's different for everyone. But, Mm -hmm. like, for you, like, how do you get yourself out of that funk? Your personal way of being. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if I could really speak much to that because when that has happened to me, it's turned into, like, taking a toll on my mental health Mm -hmm. and it becomes me tackling that. Mm. And then, like, getting out of that is me conquering that negative feedback loop. Which ultimately, in those scenarios, ultimately ended up in, like, a major change in my life. Like, I'm getting negative feedback for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Whether, it, whether, no matter what it is, like one thing or another, you know, just, but yeah. I feel like as someone who has a lot of opinions and I have a lot of advice and mm-hmm. I also try not to be judgmental. So it's like a fine line. Like even mm-hmm. if I have a certain type of opinion on it, it doesn't change my opinion on you. I just have an opinion on the situation. And... I feel like right now, like, I don't know if, like, astronomically, like, things are happening, but a few people that I know are kind of in a negative feedback loop right now. So what would be your piece of advice to that? My piece of advice, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but this is just, like, what I'm going to say, is it is a conscious decision that you make to yourself looking in the mirror that you're basically like, I'm done. Because there is like a weird amount of romance about being unwell. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, oh God, this is like a a tricky subject. So like, forgive me if I'm not speaking with like complete grace. But when I've been like down bad, you like hate it, but you also become like so comfortable in it that... 
It's almost like in a weird way you maybe like it, but you don't like it. It's just like normal. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying. Yeah. But you basically get to a point where you're actually like, I don't like this and I don't want to feel like this. So every time I've felt that way, I literally have looked at myself in the mirror and I'm, and I'm like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And it's a conscious decision mm-hmm. that I have to make. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's, it's difficult because there's so many other things that play into it. Like your support system, your mental health, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know. I've, it's just, it's complicated. Such is life. Such is life. But all I would say is. Get your fucking ass up and work. Get your fucking ass up and work. And also it's like. Actually, on my last episode, Taylor said this, and it's really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. She said, you are the writer, producer, and main character of your own life. And isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And that, like, hits because it's so true. Mm-hmm. And you want to just, like, live a, live a legacy and, like, everyone's going to have haters. Yeah. I'm sure I have haters listening to me right now. Like, I'm just trying to shoot the shit. Talk mm-hmm. to my amazing friends, but like I'm sure there's someone out there who's like, who the fuck does she think she is? Yeah. Blah blah blah. I don't care. Yeah. No, I totally resonate with that. Like, first of all, I want to be my own writer, producer, and main character. You are. You're. But you I are. I want to be person. my own assistant. So Thank you. Let's let's keep working to the top and and outsource that that job. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. Yeah, all of that resonates with me. I feel like... Wait, what's the last thing you just said? Mm, the writer-producer. After that. Um, what did I say? Oh, it was so good. I could find it. This wine is hitting. Yeah. And on the hater thing, it's like... I really could care less. I I kind of have a joking motto that I kind of say, keep my name in your mouth. <laughs> like, mm. like <clears throat> your words really don't affect me, really don't, aren't going to hurt me. Like, I don't believe in sticks and stones. Like, st- sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Like, words can hurt. But if I have haters out there, keep talking. Like, I don't care. Keep my name in your mouth. It's when that, uh, it hurts me more when my loved ones have haters. Then I'm like, oh, we have a problem. Mm. We have a problem. And it's almost like when people are haters, like that guy that was calling me ugly, I'm just like, what's really going on with you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it sounds so cliche, the, what I said about self-love and how, but it's true, like, self-love is so liberating, like, you love yourself, and that man didn't, and it's so easy for you to be unbothered by this random man's words, because why are those gonna rock you? Like, if I was, like, an insecure bitch, like, that may have, that may have ended me that Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm eating ice cream, I'm crying, but I was like, you are literally random. (laughs) You are literally a random. Like, so pathetic. Get a grip, bro. Get a grip. Also, I'm stunning. I'm literally (laughs) 
so gorgeous and stunning. You have Literally, no. Literally, you are. So not only are you rude, but you're also blind. So and I feel wrong. <laughs> just what wrong. shitty things to be, sir. Sir, get a grip. <laughs> get a fucking grip. I love it. Oh my god. Haters could be a whole episode. What if someone you love is becomes your hater? What if someone I love becomes my hater? That's happened to me. <laughs> oh, is That's there story me, time there? That's happened to me multiple times. So I don't know if it's a me thing and I need to look inward. Mm-hmm. But like I've had multiple people who I... What, ha- First of all, what did I just say? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I've had multiple people who I've been like close with turn fully turn on me. Randomly? And hate me and become my biggest hater. Like, is there a falling out? Or it just happened? Like, you wake up one day and you're not friends anymore? It's happened with two friends. Two really, probably really good friends who have, like, flipped on me. Mm. I've, I've had falling outs with friends. But part of my, like, not caring what people think, self-love, epiphany. Epiphany chapter mm-hmm. was like I was totally fine with cutting out people in my life who weren't good for me. Or like, what if it's someone who's so close to you though, and you never thought that was gonna happen? It happened naturally, like it ended up being mutual for me. What if it wasn't mutual? What would you say? I I I don't. I literally don't know. That would just be something you have to cope with, and that's so hard. I hate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what can you say? Mm-hmm. Because you can't control other people. You can't. I'm going to echo what you just said because now I'm taking over in the advice section because this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. You cannot control other people. You cannot control what other people think about you. And at the end of the day, the only thing you can control is yourself and how you react and how you grow. Because at the end of the day, if you are in the fucking trenches, it's not the end of your story. You are just in your character arc moment. And how are you going to shine through this? Because you can either let it fully define you and tear you down. Or you can look to yourself to be... You can look to yourself to be the person you'd want to be in this situation. And all you have to do is show up as that version. And I know that's easier said than done. But there's a lot of strength and reaching out for help like asking your friends there's a lot of strength in getting a therapist hi shout out to my therapist oh yeah and there's also a lot of strength in just knowing like you've done all you can do to show up as the best version of yourself and if people can't handle it then that's on them yeah but you can go to bed and sleep well knowing you've acted in a way that you are proud of mm-hmm. so that's all you can do that's my tea Piping hot. Ugh. That was a really good, like, Oscars acceptance speech. <laughs> oh, my God. Can no, you... I love that. That's so true. All you can do. I mean, at a bare minimum, you need to be able to sleep your head, at, lay your head on the pillow at night and have a good night's sleep. And things can be hard, but you can only do what you can do. Um, Without going into, like, all this stuff, because I don't want to go into it, but just... To the listeners out there, just know I, I have a, a relationship in my life that's pretty rocky right now. And 
for the last like two years, like I will literally wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, is this a fucking bad dream? Like I literally am like, this is not, this cannot be reality. And then of course it's like that weird like sleep where you like wake up and then it all hits you and you're like, no, this is real life. Yeah. And honestly, like in the last year, when that happens to me, I I wake up and I'm like, no, I, I've done everything I can do. And that is so like calming mm-hmm. to know that I'm not necessarily like faultless, but I'm also like not the epicenter of this nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Like I can confidently say I am not. I truly feel like I've observed in you that growth. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And that coming to terms with that and acceptance. I don't know. Life is just really short and Too short. we're all just learning. Like it's crazy to think about the fact that none of us have a playbook and we're all just fucking figuring it out and we all have completely different cards. Mm-hmm. So you're like asking someone for advice, but the set of cards that they have is completely different than the ones that you are holding. Insane. And all you can do, we are, all relationships are, is connecting with people who have similar decks. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. That was kind of <laughs> good. Thanks. Oh, my God. Um, well, Daniel. Well, Zoe. We're at 43 minutes. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners? Like, if, any, if someone was listening and you really wanted to be like, hey... Shout out Lindsay, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay's the best. Um, did oh. we talk about, did we mention or reference any story about her during this? I know we were talking about her earlier. You'll have to have her on sometime. I will definitely have to have her on. All I'll say is good people attract good people. And all you need, honestly, now I'm like in big sister mode, but like, listen up. Let's go, big sis. All I'm going to say is if you have one good person that you know and... Okay, now I'm to... Okay, stop. Wind down. Find yourself one friend that you look up to for whatever reason. They they are just a version of you that you want to be one day, okay? And then focus on... On building relationships like that. And good people attract good people. So if you have one good friend, they'll bring in another good friend. And they'll bring in another good person. And before you know it, you are surrounded by good people. And it might take some time. And you're going to have to put yourself out there. And you're going to have to be uncomfortable and go on blind friend dates. But at the end (laughs) of the day, they're going to be on your podcast. And you're going to be having the best time ever. And they're going to be one of your favorite people. So That's right. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Shout out to all the good people out there. And only take to heart the opinions that matter. Yeah. And don't listen to, like, random losers. Like, bye. Yeah. Hold your sign, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, Dan, tell the people where they can find you. Do you want them to find you? Yeah, find me. Find him. You can find me on Instagram at the Dan Larson, Larson with an E. Send him DMs. <laughs> Ask him questions. Ask me questions. To bring back to the pod. Dan is here to answer questions. Yeah, let's if, do it. If he comes back and says no and DM'd him, I'm canceling this podcast. No, <laughs> no. You, this podcast can never die. I'm just kidding. You guys know where to find me. It's Zoe Rubens on Instagram and Zoe Rubens on TikTok. But did I tell you that I recently deleted both? 
No. I'm just taking a social media break. Okay, well, hurry up. I want the TikToks back. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Can I tell you something? I I actually was, like, scared to delete TikTok. Okay, maybe it's good that you did. And then I did, and I feel amazing. Okay, good. And I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. like a grandmother. Good. We love grandma bedtime. Mm. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Dan will be on if you would like to be on. I would love to be. Now that you know him a little bit, we can just all vibe and Yay. hang out. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Zoe, and just be hot and be nice. Be hot and be nice. Thanks for having me. Love you. Mwah. Love you.